The United Soccer Coaches is proud to present the United Soccer Coaches podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. That's right, the NSCAA is now the United Soccer Coaches. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Start your free, no-risk trial membership today. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join today. We unite coaches at every level of the game around the passion of the game. Now, here's our host, Dean Linky. I am Dean Linky. delighted to be with you as it is United Soccer Coaches Convention Week, and we continue our theme right through this week's convention in Philadelphia. Big time show today. Leslie Gallimore, the incoming president for the United Soccer Coaches. She's been the head coach of the University of Washington women's soccer team since 1994, and she is all in. Speaking of all in, Sue Ryan is the advocacy chair for the United Soccer Coaches. She will follow Leslie Gallimore and Laura Harvey, the new head coach for the Utah Royals FC of the NWSL, coming over for Seattle, but more importantly, once again, a field session, a couple of classroom sessions. She'll be involved in the draft. Laura Harvey does it all for the United Soccer Coaches, and she is also on the show. And then Erica Marshall, just named the assistant coach at Duquesne. She's part of the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 program. It's convention week in Philadelphia. I hope to see you there, and I hope all of you enjoy the podcast coming up, presented right here by Team Snap. Managing your club or league shouldn't feel like a second job. With Team Snap, it doesn't have to. They help customers save their time and sanity on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com United. As promised, we kick off this Power Pack show with incredible guests. Sue Ryan coming up in just a little bit. Laura Harvey, Erica Marshall, our 30 Under 30 program. Power players, women power players to be exact, including Leslie Gallimore, who is the longtime coach at the University of Washington. She's led the Huskies since 1994. Can you believe that, Leslie? And she is the incoming president for the United Soccer Coaches, and she's welcoming everybody on this special convention podcast edition. Leslie, thanks for being our opening guest. My pleasure, Dean. Happy to be here. Yeah, and uh, tell me you're happy about being the president. You'll get the gavel. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm following in a lot of really big footsteps. Uh, a lot of great women presidents have come before me, and since I've been on the board, I've followed uh, the likes of Jack Huckle and George Perry, Amanda Vandevoort, Mike Jacobs, so, and now Charlie Slagle. So I've got some, uh, some really big shoes to fill, and um, I just think uh, United Soccer Coaches is going in a great direction, so I'm happy to uh, step in at a great time in our history. How about the cycle? Six years. I mean, that is a big commitment as you work your way through the different roles of United Soccer Coaches. Well, don't tell anybody. It's a a little-known secret. There was this one weird off year where there was no secretary. (laughs) So um, I kind of – I'm I'm being shorted one year if uh, if that's a a way to look at it. So mine, by the end of it, by the time I'm past president, I'll have only served fives. I skipped the secretary – position so i've been the vice president for three years and i'll go into president and past president but it is it's a it's a commitment i've been very impressed with the people that have gone ahead of me and how they serve the association and i i hope to fulfill my role in a way that's uh you know does the membership justice yeah, you did it. You did well, Leslie, to talk about uh, some of the former female presidents. And you heard the guest list, and you think about Sue Ryan and what she's doing as the advocacy chair for the United Soccer Coaches. It is open to everybody, right? It's great. I, I mean, I just think that uh, 
you know, the inclusiveness of our association is something that we're going to continue to build on. I think the Advocacy Council and the membership groups have continued to grow, and, and we've added some more groups. And most importantly, the groups that we've had in the past have become more active. I think they're really starting to build their own membership within the, within the association and um, sort of activate and, uh, you know, put things into motion that, that really um, tend to certain groups' needs. And, and there's a lot of things on my docket for the year that I want to pay close attention to, and one of them is our pro membership. And I know the Advocacy uh, Council chair now is going to be Siggy Schmidt, and Siggy and I have known each other for a really long time, and we want to keep the MLS uh, draft at our convention. We want to keep the NWSL draft at our convention, and we want to make sure that our association um, is something that they want to continue to be a part of. Oh, that's so well said. And actually at the awards banquet, we'll recognize the MLS and NWSL Coaches of the Year, which awards are always a key part of what we do as well with the United Soccer Coaches. Absolutely. You know, and I just think that there's so many facets to to what we do because we're all encompassing. We're not just one level that it um, it just it makes it such a, a more rich experience to belong. And, you know, you think about uh, your time now at Washington since 1994, college soccer, particularly women's college soccer, bigger and better than ever right now, Leslie. Bigger and better and more parity and more, you know, just across the board. When you look at the draft and the, some of the women coming out this year that, that will get, you know, picked on the NWSL team, some will bypass that and go and play in, in pro leagues around the world. And women's college soccer is really serving our game well, and it's fun to watch Jill's group. Um, take advantage of that with some of the players she's got on her roster. And, you know, I, I still think we have a lot of work to do. We have a, a lot of work to do with our championships, both the men and the women, as far as making sure that they're attended well come December. You know, there's legislative things that, that our full-time person, uh, Rob Kehoe, helps with that uh, gets us moving in the right direction. There's a lot of things on the docket that I think, you know, Division One membership in particular are excited about, but all the other college memberships as well. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a big thing this year to talk to people about what that membership means and what they can use it for because I think people you know they they have the membership but they don't really dig deeper to figure out how the association how United Soccer Coaches can help them um, move forward with maybe some of the things that's on their docket. Leslie Gallimore the incoming president for the United Soccer Coaches this podcast released on Wednesday morning of the convention people are listening to it now as they head to Philadelphia when they get there particularly first time attendees they may be a little bit overwhelmed what's your advice to the first timers everybody coming to Philadelphia as they try to take in this convention my first thing would be to tell them to download the app you know get on your mobile device and download the Philly app and, and look at the schedule and start to go through there and sort through uh, each day as far as sessions you'd like to attend featured clinicians uh, different lectures and be a part of the, if you know if you've got a hometown MLS or an NWSL team or even if you don't sit in on the draft to see uh, the excitement that surrounds those. There's just, I think there's a lot of things. Obviously, this convention, one of the big uh, hooplas, other than our own election for secretary, we have three outstanding candidates. So I want to encourage members, even when they sign in, if they haven't voted yet, they could vote up until Friday morning, um, is the presidential candidates for U.S. soccer are going to be uh, on, you know, each doing a one-on-one uh, interview as well as a presidential debate. So I think that's piqued a lot of interest this time around. So, yeah, don't get overwhelmed, first-time conventioners. Prepare yourself for the mobs and, uh, you know, talk yourself a blue streak. Uh, visit the exhibit hall, but make sure that you um, prepare ahead of time to uh, not sleep and get your, you know, networking in. 
Finally, whether it was a five-year or a six-year commitment to the United Soccer Coaches, clearly you're all in. What's the best way to describe how you feel about this association? I feel really honestly honored and privileged to have been a part of it. Uh, at, a, at an early time in my career, I was a college rep for a while. I served on the women's committee as a member and was the lead of, of the chair of that for a year. Took some time off in the middle, not from the association, but just my involvement when um, I adopted my nephew uh, back in the early 2000s and um, took some time to, you know, raise my family the right way and spend more time with him. But uh, my good friends, Marsha McDermott, Sue Ryan, Janet Rayfield, <laughs> Marsh, you know, all of those guys drug me back in and, and uh, happy to do it. You know, I watched what Amanda Vandevoort did with the Women's Committee and then in, in her presidency along with, um, you know, Joe Cummings' leadership before Lynn took over as CEO and now what she's done and our full-time staff at the NFCA. That's, a, that's one for the jar right there. <laughs> United Soccer Coaches is, uh, you know, I've, I've watched this, the governance change and just all the things that people do and put their time in as volunteers is impressive, and, and I've gotten so much out of the game of soccer that it, I, I really feel blessed to be a part of it, and any little bit that I can give back in my time serving is, you know, the least I can do, in my opinion. Leslie, always enjoy talking to you. So glad that you kicked off this show the week of the convention. Congratulations on your incoming presidency, and thanks so much for being with us. I really appreciate it, Dean. I'll see you in Philly. You'll see Leslie, and you'll see Sue Ryan, the advocacy chair for the United Soccer Coaches. Sue Ryan, up next after this message. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Set. I want to thank Leslie Gallimore, the incoming president of the United Soccer Coaches, for getting things kicked off. This program focuses exclusively on the power players for women, of course. Leslie Gallimore, Sue Ryan, Laura Harvey coming up, and then another 30 under 30, Erica Marshall, who was just named assistant coach at Duquesne. Sue Ryan, one of the legends in the game, who could forget all of her success at Stony Brook, who could forget all she's done for the United Soccer Coaches over the years. She is the chair of the United Soccer Coaches Advocacy Council, does a great job in that role, and Sue Ryan joins me now. Sue, thanks for being with me. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. How about that lineup, Sue, by the way? You, Leslie, Laura Harvey, not bad. It sounds pretty exciting. Well, it is, and you're certainly part of that excitement. And we're going to get to your role as the chair of the Advocacy Council, but right off the bat, you are a part of this incredible Cortland to Colorado, the first-ever national championship in women's collegiate soccer. It's a powerful documentary providing timeless lessons for collegiate high school and youth coaches who aspire to take their teams to the highest level. You can check it out at 2RedCortlandStateVans.com. And that session, by the way, the documentary viewing, rather, is going to be Thursday, January 18th, 9.30 to 11, room 204 at the convention center. Cortland to Colorado. Why is that a can't-miss documentary viewing? You know, uh, whether... Whether you have been around a little while, as I have, and are interested in the history of the women's game, or you have a child playing soccer now, especially a girl, 
it's it's really an unbelievable story of where the sport has come from, uh, from its earliest time, and the trials and tribulations that people had early on, uh, combined with a whole kind of documentary of relationships of people. It's it's unbelievable the number of people. In fact, just today. I found out that Nancy Feldman, my longtime friend and coach at BU, uh, academy staff coach for United Soccer Coaches, was on the field for UMass in one of the games that we played prior to going to the championship. And and what I can tell you, Dean, is that continues to happen. We we saw pictures of the championships, and Lauren Gregg is sitting in the second row. And uh, Anson is coaching, uh, and and on and on. So it's a it's an interesting documentary on people and and how the first national championship for women came about, uh, what Cortland had to do to get its women's team to play there, and then what happens as a result of that championship. Well, let's uh, remind everybody where Cortland State is, right, uh, as well, because uh, there are a lot of people are like, wait, Cortland State, where, where is that? You know, there's, um, if you see the documentary, uh, there were T-shirts that were, that were made up that said, where's Cortland? Just ask UCLA. That's one of the teams we played. Absolutely, yeah. Five to one, you beat them. And, um, and it's written on an alligator uh, kind of, kind of the Lacoste uh, sign, because we were, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, blue collar players, and we played against, in some instances, non blue collar uh, type kids, and so we we made fun of it because people kept saying to us, "Portland, are you from Portland?" And we kept saying, "No, Cortland," <laughs> and, and and no one knew, no one knew where Portland was that it's. In upstate New York, um, no one heard of the school, no one heard of the team, and that's that, that's part of the story. And you were able to get Abby Wambach involved as well. What's the connection there? Well, Abby, there were a large number of players from the Rochester area that came to Portland, and Joan Shaco uh, was our goalkeeper, a four-time All-American goalkeeper, and uh, she went to high school in the same area that Abby went. Uh, but but I also have to say I think Abby was very interested in dignifying the soccer that was played before her time. You know I, I think she wanted to pay a little tribute to players um, and and teams and things that happened that that were before her playing days. When you're reading about this documentary, the people that put it together said, quote, it is our hope that coaches of all levels view this film as a tool to help teach and educate teams to aspire to greatness. The life lessons portrayed in the documentary are timeless. The coaching style, the leadership, the camaraderie, the commitment to the game, the determination to pioneer, and the will to seize the opportunity. All the things that it takes to be excellent at what you do are so very relevant in today sometimes challenging landscape, right? Yeah, and, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but basically our school supported us and found a way to send us, but they, they, couldn't, they couldn't fly us there. So we had to reduce our team from uh, the, the actual number of our team down to about 16 to 18 players. 
we split those players and we rotated and drove just consistently. We didn't stop. We just drove all the way from Portland to Colorado and then got out of the van, went to the hotel, changed. I think that night we might have slept in a hotel and then played the tournament. Incredible. You know, you just kind of heard that description on what the people that put it together say. What do you want people to walk out of there with after they see it on Thursday? You know, I think I think the story is that it's about the, the, the players coming together and do doing everything that had to be done outside of the field of play, supporting each other. I can vividly remember people taking their turn driving and another person having to stay awake in the passenger seat in order to keep that person awake and, you know, at the 18th hour. And it was that kind of commitment off the field, I think, that spurred us on the field. All right, I can't wait to see it. Again, that'll be Thursday. You can check out this incredible documentary on Cortland State, the first ever women's national championship. It was held in Colorado. Okay, we started the show as well talking about this big role as the chair of the United Soccer Coaches Advocacy Council. And talk about to why you embrace that role, and then we'll get into some of the sessions. Well, you know, advocacy is one of the pillars for United Soccer Coaches. And I think it's a very important aspect um, of the soccer association because it really is all of us. It's all of us as members. There are, uh, there are member groups for the designation of people who you coach. So you could be a part of a member group for high school, youth, college, or professional. Uh, and, that, and that encompasses everyone. Anybody that's an active coach, retired coach, coach that's interested in the game, you can be a part of that. Um, and then there's a, then there's a second uh, member group that's a diversity group for who you are as a coach. And that could be a black coach, uh, a female coach, a Native American coach, a Latin American coach, an LGBT coach. So it's, it's really a way for people and members to get involved. You know, Dean, that's the one question that I get on a consistent basis. How do I get involved? And how, how do I become a part of this great United Soccer Coaches group? Uh, you know, the, for the love of the game, I love the game, and I want to give back to it. And, and so this, this is really it, that, that people can join a strategy group, join a member group, and make real-life contributions uh, to people in similar groups. Well, it starts on Thursday, 9.30 to 10.30, and you mentioned one of the groups, the LGBT group, and uh, probably no organization's done better work in uniting with the LGBT community, creating an LGBT-inclusive soccer team that first session Tell us about that session. Yeah, so, they, you know, they're going to have uh, a very good panel. And um, what I could tell you is, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, um, we gave out uh, shoelaces, uh, rainbow shoelaces. Uh, we asked people to sign up, and we would ship you uh, sets of these shoelaces. And um, I don't know how many people we expected to uh, give them to, but what I can tell you is that we ship more than 4,000 pair. So, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of a small thing, but here's something that was thought up by the chair, Dan Wu, of the uh, LGBT member group, and it's just something to reinforce for support. 
for those communities, and it was well-received and embraced. And, and, you know, those are the types of things that are small things but make a big difference. All right, and uh, you've got the great panel as well from 1 to 2 with yourself, Samantha Snow, Lisa Cole, Courtney Sermons, among others. What are you trying to accomplish in that Women Coaches Education panel that same day? Well, they're, they're what we're trying to do is to speak to women uh, about becoming coach educators. So uh, we are going to look at uh, a bunch of different things. I mean, even if, it doesn't matter. If you're a male or a female, it will be a very positive uh, experience. But we look at different ways that you can network formally and informally. It looks at ways that you can take steps to become an educator. Um, it looks at ways that you become an educator in your community. You become a role model. And uh, it encourages people. It, it, you can look at people. I mean, you look at Lisa Cole, my goodness, a, a, a national team coach, a college coach, now coaching uh, with a professional team in Texas. And I just came back from a course down in Florida. And similarly, she works on my uh, ODP staff and in the summer was coaching uh, 12 and 13-year-olds at camp. So here's someone who touches a touch point at every level. And so, you know, I think if I was a 25, 30-year-old and I wanted to go that path, I would want to sit in that room and get tips on how she has done that. That's Thursday, 1 to 2. You're also promoting the College Coaches Awards reception that night. Then on Friday from 8 to 9.30, you have the Advocacy Hour, which people can intermingle, 11.30 to 1.30. You've got the Women's Member Group, Alliance of Women Coaches Gathering, 1 to 2 on Friday. You've got the LGBT and Allies Meeting, Conversations and Connections. And then that night, you've got the Missionary Athletes International Reception. That's on Friday. Saturday, more the same. The Women's Coaches, the Women's Soccer Breakfast, rather, from 8 to 9.30, and then a lot of high school activity. And then, you know, we talked about uh, as well, one of the things that I love, developing diverse leadership. You've got a great panel at 1 o'clock on Saturday. So high school leadership, you're covering it all, right? Yeah, and actually our big event for people that are interested and want to get involved is Advocacy Hour Breakfast from 8 to 9.30 on Friday morning. That's that's the key event for people who want to get involved in possibly taking on a leadership position, joining a group. We specifically put it in a slot where it wasn't going to compete against any other presentations or presenters. It's a free continental breakfast. You don't need a ticket to come. And you'll hear about all the groups. It's a chance to meet the chairs of the groups and actually get involved. Outstanding. You also have an Advocacy Cup Soccer Tennis Tournament on Thursday. And then you've got a booth, right? So the entire time, if they can't make that breakfast, you've got a booth, to, uh looks like it's 2013, where people can get more information. Yes, and this is the first year for our, our, in our tennis tournament, our soccer tennis tournament. We have an Advocacy Cup, and uh, we invited people. I think at this point we have 32 teams. So if you're interested in playing, there are prizes. Um, I, you know, I think that's going to be it's an exciting new addition to our program. All right, Sue, we came on talking about the documentary with your team, Cortland State. We talk about your role as the advocacy chair for the United Soccer Coaches. You're going to be in Philly the whole time. I know you're headed up there now. In, in your last comment here, take as long as you need. What, uh, what are you most looking forward to, particularly in your role as the chair of the advocacy council? The Advocacy Council, um, we have a small number of members, and then there's a greater number of chairs of all the member groups. This is a great 
infrastructure of people who are leaders and helping uh, this, these great causes. And I don't get a chance to interact with them as often as I would like. Mostly it's phone call and email. So the opportunity for me to meet with everyone and network with them and meet with the, the board and network with them, uh, that's really the, the thing I'm looking forward to, the personal relationships that you get a chance to talk to people and check in with them, see how they're doing, and then we also uh, prepare for the following year. So that, that's the most exciting part for me is meeting up with, with friends and people I'm working with. I love it, Sue. So many opportunities for people to get involved. If by some chance they can't make it but they want to get involved, is there another route where people can get involved to help advocate and join the cause? Yes. Well, as you said, they can stop by the booth at any time. Um, they can also uh, leave a message. You know, there's a, a, a lounge at registration, and there are people there that they can take information uh, it's, if you want to get involved, it's actually hard not to be able to do that because the, you can come to any of the advocacy events listed and leave your name and email address, uh, and we'll be able to uh, find you. Sue Ryan, I always love your passion, whether it's on the field coaching or in this role, advocating for so much and so many good things, and always love uh, your smile at the convention. Thanks for being with us again, and thanks for your role. And by the way, I can't wait to see that documentary. I'm going to be there, okay? (laughs) I'm going to be there, too. I'll see you there. All right, Sue Ryan, Leslie Gallimore, already in the books. Up next, Laura Harvey. She always has great presentations at the convention. She's former coach at Seattle, the NWSL, now in Utah. We'll get caught up with Laura Harvey when we come back. By being a member of the United Soccer Coaches, you are a part of the world's largest network of soccer coaches. Here, you can find coaches who are passionate about bettering themselves and their players. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org to find out more. Now, once again, here's our host, Dean Linky. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. The week of the convention is here, and what a special show. Leslie Gallimore, the incoming president of the United Soccer Coaches. Sue Ryan, the advocacy chair for the United Soccer Coaches. And as promised, Laura Harvey, now the coach in Utah, the Utah Royals FC, part of the NWSL coming over from Seattle. And perhaps for our purposes, more importantly, back out on the field, also involved in some classroom sessions. She's always involved. It's Laura Harvey joining us again. Laura, thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem. All right, Laura, first uh, talk about the jump to Utah before we get to all the things that will be happening at the convention. Are you excited about the move? Yeah, um, I've been in Utah now for a couple of weeks, and you know things are rolling real quick, and we're just trying to make sure that we're ready to go for preseason. Well, and uh, one of the things that uh, right away we know we can find you at the NWSL draft, which continues to be a key feature at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. And boy, last year the draft it blew me away in LA. The amount of people, the media attention, it shows that this league is for real. Yeah, it's grown every year, um, and hopefully this year will be no different. Um, it's for us as coaches and staff. It's something that we look forward to, and obviously it's a it's a big day for the league. All right, and here's the thing. Even before the draft, you're already, as they say in soccer, stuck in because on Wednesday night you're doing a field session. I don't know how you do it, Laura Harvey, but tell us about yeah. your field session on Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm doing the um, defending in the 18-yard box session. Um, I'm on the field down there at the demo fields, a quick goal demo fields, And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love I love going out there and putting sessions on. I, I really enjoy it every year. And 
and I'm um, just excited to get out to Philly tomorrow and um, get out, get set for that, and then obviously post that, get ready for the draft. Well, you you heard the list of guests, right? Leslie Gallimore, and then also Sue Ryan. These are power player women. You came over from England, and you've been able to see and perhaps be impacted by the way the United Soccer Coaches has opened the door for women. Leslie Gallimore, Sue Ryan, they never say no either. And already, and you're still a very young coach, uh, you always seem to say yes to the opportunities to share your knowledge, right? Yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's a, a good opportunity for me. Um, to get out there and coach. Um, I think it's a, a great platform for coaches to learn. Um, and the way that it's set up at the convention every year, it's it's so crazy how busy it is and how many people are there that I just think to show that we can have female coaches at all different levels, at all different age groups that they coach at, I think it shows that we're trying to push the game forward. Well, of course, we love your accent. Another coach with your accent, Emma Hayes, who's been fantastic. And, boy, she's been involved as well with the United Soccer Coaches forever. You're going to do a one-on-one session with Emma Hayes. Emma Hayes, Laura Harvey with the accent. That's going to be really exciting. Yeah, they uh, they tend to stick me and Emma together um, most years now so that we can uh, share our knowledge and experience. So, it's it's straight after the draft for me, so I'll probably be having a million things going around in my mind at that time. But yeah, I think just to discuss, you know, being a head coach um, as a female and what that's like, and having the opportunity to be able to work at the level that we do, um, and what experiences we have of that, I think will be uh, will be good too. You also have one more classroom session. Can you tell us about that one? Yeah, I think it's more of a Q and A. So with those, you tend to not really know what's going to come up, but. Um, Again, I just think it's about empowering women in the sport and trying to show that there's some good female role models, which people tell me that I am, um, um, out there. And I think another opportunity where people can come and learn, you know, maybe what it takes to, to coach at the highest level. All right, Laura Harvey, she's always involved. You can find her on the field on Wednesday night. You can find her at the draft right after the draft. You can find her with Emma Hayes. You can see her in that panel, rather, for women's empowerment, and she's always ready to go. Laura Harvey, I don't know how you do it. I always enjoy spending time with you. Uh, We'll see you as well as at the North Carolina Courage Games against your team. I can't wait for that, Laura, and we'll see you in Philadelphia. Okay, great. Thank you. Three big-time female soccer coaches, Leslie Gallimore, Sue Ryan, and right there, Laura Harvey. The United Soccer Coaches, 30 under 30. Remember, 15 top young men, 15 top young women under the age of 30. We decided to stay with the women. Erica Marshall, just named assistant coach at Duquesne in her hometown of Pittsburgh. And she's up next. Still managing your club or league on paper and spreadsheets? Go paperless with Team Snap. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, they have way fewer paper cuts. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com slash United. Once again, here's Dean Linky. Welcome back to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. We end with another of our 30 under 30 superstars. It's Erica Marshall, just recently named the assistant coach at Duquesne, her hometown in Pittsburgh. She'll be working with the women's soccer team. Erica, congratulations on the new move. I I know you're pretty excited. Yeah, thank you very much, and thanks for having me. I'm definitely excited about the new opportunity. Uh, A chance to move back home is hard to pass up in this profession. So I jumped at it when I had the chance. 
Well, certainly moving is something that you're used to. Let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, You were a player for Towson. I think you coached there a little bit as well. You actually led the Tigers in scoring three of the four seasons, compiling 55 career points on 23 goals and nine assists. So tell us where you grew up and how you ended up at Towson first as a player. Then we'll get to the coaching situation. Sure. I grew up uh, in suburbia, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I played for a club called Century United. My club coach was Mike Blatt, and I would say I credit a lot to him for uh, instilling a passion for the game in me. And I uh, was fortunate enough to be recruited by Towson University, and that's the school I chose. I knew at that point in my life that I wanted to not be in my hometown. I wanted to have a little bit of distance between home and where I went to school. So um, I entered college fall 2006, and uh, it was it was a great experience, and I love the Baltimore, Maryland area. It's like a second home to me, and uh, yeah. Okay, during that process, when did you know you wanted to be a coach? That's a great question. I would say I entered college having uh, your stereotypical freshman, having no clue uh, what I wanted to do in life, and I tried out a few different majors, eventually landing on physical education, and when I got into my um, like upper-level classes, like teaching methodology classes, that's kind of what sparked uh, my interest in coaching because I learned that I love um, teaching, whether it's teaching physical education or it's teaching the game that I love um, of soccer. Um, that's kind of what sparked it. And then I took my first coaching course, the um, United Soccer Coach National Diploma down in January in 2011, I believe, like while I was finishing up my undergraduate degree. And um, that week was like one of the best weeks ever. And I think that also solidified that I just the light bulb went off that I was like I want to be a college soccer coach like it's a great profession and uh yeah I've been chasing the dream ever since yeah let's talk about that chase because uh break it down for us when you leave Towson you went where and then where and then where and now at Duquesne uh (laughs) break it down for us sure a lot of where's in there so um you never know where your journey will kind of uh take you so as I finished my eligibility at Towson I stayed on as, um, you know, an undergraduate volunteer-type assistant for a few years. Um, I was fortunate enough to get my first, like, full-time assistant coaching opportunity at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island, under uh, the legendary Phil Pinsent. Um, I spent two seasons at Brown, and they were absolutely amazing before I was offered an opportunity to come back to my alma mater, Towson University, as a full-time coach. So uh, I knew I wanted to make college coaching a lifelong career, and I thought that was a good opportunity to uh, get back to a Division One school where I could work with scholarships since the Ivy League doesn't work with scholarships. So I worked with my head coach from college, Greg Painter, at Towson for a year, and I was uh, I received a phone call from Andy Biggs um, that January of 2015, and uh, he was offering me a assistant job at Bryant University, um, which is also back in the Providence area in Rhode Island. And I had worked alongside Andy at Brown and I knew he was a great guy and I knew he knew a lot about the game and I was interested in developing um, kind of my understanding of the game even more. So I saw it as an opportunity that I couldn't pass. So I left Towson and accepted the position at Bryant University in Rhode Island. And I've spent the last three years at Bryant and they've been absolutely fantastic. And within the last month or so, I was approached about an opportunity to work at Duquesne University, which is in Pittsburgh, 
Pennsylvania, and that's my hometown. And it's been, I think, now 11 years since I've lived at home because I never moved back after school. So it was uh, a chance to not only work at a great program and with a great head coach, Al Alvine, but also an opportunity to move closer to family, which makes me feel a little bit old because <laughs> in the beginning I was like, didn't matter like where, what city I ended up in, but um, it was hard to pass up the chance to kind of have a job in my hometown. Yeah. Pittsburgh's such a great city, such a great sports town. How excited is your family to have you back? They're, uh, they're pretty pumped. They've done a, a lot of help in our move. So <laughs> I think they'll be even more excited once they get over all the help they've given us. But uh, yeah, a great sports town and, we're true Pittsburghers, I think, with uh, like uh, always following the Penguins and going to games and the Steelers. So I'm uh, pretty excited that I can kind of walk over to a Penguins game at the end of a workday at Duquesne. Uh, doesn't get much better than that, in my in my opinion. What can you tell us about this Duquesne team? What do they have coming back? What's the future look like? I think it I think it looks bright. I'm still uh, new in the transition, so I still have. A lot to learn. Um, I know Al has spoken very highly of the team, and I met a few of them on my interview, and they've had success in recent years and in a very competitive Atlantic 10 conference, and I'm just really excited to kind of learn more about them and learn uh, what the future holds. Specifically, what will be your key roles as an assistant? Offense, defense, recruiting, a little bit of everything? What are you doing? Yeah, I think it will be one of those a little bit of everything. I think heavily involved in um, the feedback of, like, video editing as well as scouting of opponents and preparing um, scouting reports with video. I think I'll also have a huge role in the recruiting process, which I'm excited about. And I think, of course, there's all those little things that uh, will come along the way with the job. So I'll have a lot of responsibility, which was something I was definitely looking for in my next position. So I'm really, really excited. And along the way, obviously you decided, uh, as you said, even when you were in college to take the United soccer coaches diploma and you've been involved in that as well. And uh, then you also decided I'm going to apply for the 30 under 30. What made you want to do that? Yeah, I think uh, it's just another um, kind of professional development experience. And I would say uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of professional development, whether it's, coaching licenses or it's this 30 under 30 experience or it's just a conference that's just talking about leadership i love professional development because i think it's such a valuable opportunity to to meet others whether they're across the sport or they're within the sport of soccer and and just learn from them and this experience has been great so far of course the fun part's probably going to be the convention this weekend and actually linking up with everyone in person but um i've really enjoyed aspect of having a mentor Um, my mentor has been Casey Brown and she's uh, been great and we've had um, good chats along the way and I think that's just value that um, it's hard to find sometimes Casey Brown one of the original members of the 30 under 30 and without question one of my all-time favorite people a great player at Boston we used to do games there and now a coach boy that's outstanding You, you know that she was one of the original members right 30 under 30 yeah yeah yeah, so it's pretty awesome that she enjoyed her experience enough that um, she's volunteering her time to to be a mentor, and I'm uh, very lucky to have her as mine, and it's been great so far. All right, so you're now in Pittsburgh, so you're going to make the drive to Philadelphia, and uh, what are you most looking forward to at the convention? I would say getting to know my classmates for uh, the 30 Under 30 program and um, really just 
like I said earlier, I love professional development. So these four days are um, some of my favorite days of the year, to be honest. So I'm excited to try and attend as many uh, lectures and field sessions as I possibly can. It's already I've already scrolled through the schedule a little bit and, you know, I'm starring like four sessions in one hour. So I don't there aren't four of me. So I'm not sure how I'll see all of them. But uh, whatever I do see, I know it's going to be great. And I'm really looking forward to it. That was an outstanding way to describe all that there is to take in at the convention. Well done you. Speaking of taking everything in, I really appreciate you telling us your story. And every move you made certainly does make sense as you continue to develop uh, your knowledge of the game, knowing that you're back home now but also knowing that you're committed to taking that next step. Uh, what is your plan? What do you think you'll be doing five to ten years from now? Gosh, great question. I, I hope that I'll be, you know, a Division One head coach in five to ten years, but I always remind myself to just take it one year at a time, no matter how excited I get about the future, because uh, I think things change throughout your journey of life, and you kind of never know where you'll end up, but I think that's the dream that I'm chasing right now. Finally, on this show today, we have Sue Ryan, one of the biggest advocates for soccer in this country and does such a great job for women. We have Leslie Gallimore, the head coach of the University of Washington. She'll be the next president of the United Soccer Coaches. And we have Laura Harvey, who coached Seattle, now will be coaching Real Salt Lake. So it's all women all the time on this show as we walk up to the convention Women in soccer, boy, it's pretty powerful right now. Your thoughts on that lineup and, and what uh, United Soccer coaches have done for women in coaching? Yeah, I think they've they've done a lot, and I feel honored to to be on the podcast with the names you just mentioned. I think they're iconic, and I think our like young females like myself who are in the game those are those are the people that we look up to. And um, not discrediting any men because I've worked for great men who have been mentors of mine, but. Um, it's been really exciting to see what they've put together, the women's coaches podcast or um, video conferences that I know United Soccer Coaches has done in recent years. Like all those little opportunities really add up um, to keep women in the game, which I hope to help other women stay in the game or get in the game in any way that I can. Well said, Erica Marshall. Great job, and uh, congratulations on being back in your hometown of Pittsburgh with Duquesne. We'll see you in Philadelphia. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Dean. Delighted to have you. Delighted to have Sue Ryan, Leslie Gallimore, and Laura Harvey. And I will be delighted to see each and every one of you in Philadelphia at the convention. Please say hello. This is the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. I'm Dean Linky. See you in Philly. The NSCAA is now United Soccer Coaches. We aren't changing who we are, just what you call us. Start your free no-risk trial membership today. Go to unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join.